Welcome to the Alligator Sports Podcast. We have a very special edition with you. A couple of special guests with me. I am an interim host today. Brandon is not available. I am Topher Adams, one of the assistant sports editors for the Alligator Sports section. With me is my fellow assistant editor, Jackson Reyes, who covers men's basketball, and lead editor, Kyle Bumpers, also spends time on the basketball beat. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. It's a pleasure. We're going to have a little bit of roundtable style here. Just talk a little bit about the men's basketball program going on right now. Uh, the team fell yesterday at the time of recording to a top five Kansas State team. Um, I don't know if one of you guys wants to hop in about the last week of games here. Yeah, this was a pretty tough week for the Gators. They came in on Wednesday with a 21-point win over South Carolina uh, to push their conference record of 5-3, and three, but then went into a game against Kansas State and trailed the entire 40 minutes so it was a tough game for them and sitting at 12 and 9 it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here yeah I mean even looking at the score it was a 14 point game it did not feel like it was a 14 point game watching the trajectory of that game Florida was down the entire time I don't know if there was ever really a chance for them to even really come back into the game so it it was a disaster for the Gators Um, but I mean Kansas State is a very good squad I think there is room to grow, definitely, but I mean, it was it was a mess, and that's not something you want to see if you're the Gators, knowing that you have ranked opponents coming ahead and very highly ranked opponents. Yeah, yeah. Kansas State, very good team, of course. Former Florida star Keontae Johnson leading the way for the Wildcats this season. Uh, you mentioned very difficult stretch coming up. What's kind of the forecast for Florida? If they, you know, this is very difficult home stretch of the season, obviously top five uh, SEC Big 12 showdown with Kansas State, but also very tough conference games up ahead as well. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier for Florida. They got, uh, I believe, number four, Tennessee on Wednesday on the road to Kentucky. It's always a big game with being a rivalry and then going on the road to play number two, Alabama. Um, While this is just such a tough gauntlet of games coming up, this is really Florida's big opportunity to secure a, a signature win that would really boost their resume. Right now they're one and six against quad one teams. Um, you know, it's a resume that's tough when you're on the bubble, trying to get on the right side to make the tournament. So you'd really like to see Florida take one of these upcoming three games, at least one of them, to really help their chances of getting off the bubble. Yeah, and these conference games are going to be very important, um, especially with the non-conference play early in the season. UConn, Xavier, those are games that I'm sure the Gators would love to have back. Uh, and have another go at, but there's no fixing that. And now they have to look for it and do all they can to be top five SEC opponents, which will be no easy task. Tennessee is a home game, so maybe the the home crowd plays into that a little bit. Um, same with Alabama, I believe. I know that's in Alabama. So that's going to be a tough environment to play in. If they can pick up a game, a game or two in that little stretch, that would that would be huge for their their prospects of making the tournament. Yeah, and going forward, this team just has to get better offensively. That's the bottom line. They've branded themselves as a defensive team, and it's worked in some of their past games prior to Kansas State. They had won five of their last six games. But even in Kansas State, they held Kansas State to 37% shooting the ball, and they still lost by 14 points, never really had a chance of getting back into the game. They just have to find a way to make shots. And, you know, I don't I don't particularly know where that comes from. 
Yeah, I mean, I would love to see, honestly, Will Richard. I think he is, he's definitely one of the players that is a very good shot creator and solid with his knockdown jump shots as well. So I feel like, you know, early in the season, he looked like he was reaching, like, that number one, number two type of scoring option. And um, ever since his injury, I felt like he's kind of been lagging behind a little bit. Um, and so if he gets back, I think that that's going to be huge for the Gators. Yeah, um, even even going off of that, too, he still is second on the team in points per game. And you've mentioned that. He's been pretty inconsistent in some of his shooting games. He he was good against South Carolina. Against Kansas State, he was 4 for 10, 1 from 6 from deep. You know, those are just numbers that Florida's going to rely on him for points. He needs to do better than 1 for 6 from yeah. beyond the arc. I mean, especially when every team they're playing is doubling Colin Castleton in the post. He has to have someone to throw the ball to, and there have been a lot of struggles from the perimeter. I mean, Myron has kind of turned things around, but especially early in the season, he couldn't buy a bucket. Quasi is in the slump of, like, all time. I mean, he, he's really struggled recently uh, shooting the ball. So either they have got to kind of turn that around, or someone like Will is going to have to get back to his, his early season form. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, you say that with Will Richard and kind of the shooting and consistency, even with those issues he's had from the field, he's still fairly close to a 50-40-90 campaign right now, shooting 46 from the field, over 40% from deep, 91% from the free throw line. So it's clearly a guy who can be a high efficiency scorer, but not really getting it done. Uh, you mentioned briefly Koasi Reeves. You know, he's a player that certainly gets a lot of talk. Uh, in Florida men's basketball circles, you know, you mentioned he's been shooting roughly. What are you guys seeing from from Kowasi Reeves the last month or so that's kind of been his struggles? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm seeing a guy who, frankly, just cannot buy a bucket. Uh, he's really struggled from beyond the arc. Uh, his first couple games going into SEC play, he was decent from two point range. You know, against Auburn, their first SEC game, he was seven fourteen from the field. Uh, a couple games late against Georgia, he was four for 11. So not terrible numbers. But even then, just uh, three-point shooting has been off for him. Since SEC played it, SEC play has started, he's seven for 44 from beyond the arc. And just, you know, numbers that just have to get better. He's 29% from uh, three-point range. And that's just not good enough for the player that Florida expects him to be. Yeah, I mean, I'll say going into the season, um, you know, he, he announced he was going to transfer and then ended up coming back. And I felt like that was a big win for the Gators. Um, he's shown, especially like even in his freshman year, that he has a lot of catch-and-shoot ability. He's very athletic, and I feel like every game there's a possibility that he's going to poster somebody. So, <laughs> I mean, like I think that he has that potential. He has a great frame. He has the, the skills that you want in someone that's going to provide a little bit of a spark. But... Just recently, he hasn't been making his shots. But I see him on the court, and while I'm sure it's in his head, I don't think he's really all that phased by it, at least consciously. Um, you know, I, I think mentally it's probably hard going through that little bit of a slump. But I see him on the court, and he misses a shot, and he looks over at Gold, and he gives him a thumbs up. Or he'll be like, no, I'm good. Like I can, I can see it in him that he's not afraid to keep shooting and he's trying to get better. I think it's just a matter of honestly finding the right shots. A lot of the time he knows his ability. He knows he has maybe the best range on the team, 
and he's taking shots that are lower percentage, if he can put himself in better positions and just take more open shots, less contested, just work on getting open, I think they're going to start to fall, and I think he can get back to form. So we've talked Will Richard, Kwesi Reeves. So, you know, this stretch run, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, who's the one guy, each of you, who's the one guy who needs to step up for Florida offensively if they're going to win one or both of those tough conference games? Uh, I mean, if we're going to go with someone that we haven't talked about, I think Trey Bonham has to do something. Um, he had he has had some insane games this season where he almost actually just didn't miss. Um, but now he's kind of falling out of the rotation. He's not starting anymore. And I feel like he's just not been extremely aggressive. And, I mean, if he's getting open looks, he can. he's a, he's a very good shot maker. Um, I think he's great at driving and – or drawing a few blocking fouls and taking some free throws. Um, he's one of those players that can take advantage of those opportunities. So, I mean, I think if he gets in the game um, and plays decent on defense, if he's aggressive on offense, he can also just be such a big factor in, the, in those games. Yeah, for me, I'd probably have to go with Riley Kugel, uh, the freshman. He made his first SEC start against South Carolina Wednesday, finished with 14 points, his career high on 6-9 and nine shooting. And just a guy like him, he's been able to step up in sort of the role that Coase Reeves expected, been able to be a pretty decent outside shooter. He's shooting 39% on the season from beyond the arc. And I think for Florida, if they need some offense uh, going down the stretch, he's a guy who's going to have to step into a bigger role. Um, he's a guy, again, a freshman guard who shows is who's showing a ton of promise. And I think if Florida wants to pick up one of these wins against these top five opponents, I think he really has to step up and uh, show that he can be the guy early on for Florida. Yeah, I mean, stretch. actually just talking on Google, hearing the team talk about him and Coach Golden, like I feel like everyone is very much behind the idea of Kugel stepping into that bigger role. Um, I, I think he's a plus defender, and he can. He's he's a very solid scorer. He's very athletic, and I think with his build, he's one of those people that can switch on to a lot of different positions, especially in college basketball, where it's a big and then a bunch of forwards and guards. And I think he can guard just about one through four. So I, I mean, I think Google has a real opportunity to to make an impact and you know show his worth in these few games here. Yeah, I think he's just a guy, uh, 6'5", 207. He's also just, you know, someone who can guard multiple positions. So you have that on that right side of the ball. And also offensively, I think he's just a much better shot taker. I think the shots that he's choosing are much more uh, efficient than at the beginning of the season. And really just saying in his first year, he's grown so much since that first game he played up until now, you know, in the middle of SEC play. Yeah, I mean, especially with him just kind of even being given the opportunity. Uh, I think he's done very well responding to that and, I mean, he's he's showed up in his in in this opportunity that that he's gotten from Golden. So if he can keep it up, um, I think he's going to be someone that could be very useful for the team. So we mentioned the team has struggled to make shots, struggling on offense, but at the same time, one of the best defensive teams in all of college basketball this season. I believe what top ten in defensive rating right now. Yes. Um, Colin Castleton is averaging over three blocks per game. It's a ridiculous number in college basketball. What's kind of worked well? What's Todd Golden bringing to the team? What are the guys doing out there that's kind of making this such a strong defensive core 
and getting results on that side of the floor. Yeah, I mean, Todd Golden's talked about this before, but this team is just so good at keeping teams out of transition. Uh, Florida's biggest strength is they have a lot of guys who with a lot of length, and they've been really being able to keep guys off of the three-point line, been able to pester shots. They don't give up a lot of wide-open attempts. And I think that's just been the biggest strength for this team defensively. That's why so many teams they've played against, even teams that have beat them like Kansas State, they've been able to keep them to such low shooting percentages, especially from deep. You'd like to see that translate into a couple more wins. You know, over this stretch where they've held 12 of their last 14 teams to under 40% shooting, they're only 8-6, and six, and some of that has to do with the offense. But it's still really good to see them grow so much as a defensive team. Yeah, and I will say the way I see a defense more than anything is about effort. And I think this team has bought into their defensive ability. So I think the more they buy into it, the better they're going to be on defense. Um, there are definitely some guys that I don't think are terrific defenders, nearly staying in front of the ball. Like Myron Jones, Gwacy Reeves, they're not guys that I honestly want to have matched up with a lot of people. But they're both very willing to take their assignment and attack it. Um, and so, I mean, just having that right mentality and Golden continuing to tell them, like, guys, go out there, you know, be a pass, stop those teams from getting easy opportunities. I think they're all buying into it. And I think if they can improve their offensive game, it's going to take a little bit of pressure off of them on defense, and things can really click. Yeah, especially looking at a guy like Con Castleton, even against Kent State again, he had four blocks. Without him, this team uh, would be a lot worse defensively. He's been such a huge presence, really as one of the uh, only big men on the team, him and Jason Jatobo, with Castleton sharing the bulk of the minutes. Um you know, they they really rely on him to be that paint presence, to be that guy who's going to stop other teams from scoring layups and getting easy looks down low. And even then, this team has still been outscored in the paint in a lot of their games. Um, as good as this team has been defensively, I think another weakness they have is that they only really have Colin Castleton down low. And as good as they are statistically defensively and as good as Colin Castleton has been being able to be as a shot blocker, um, one of their biggest weaknesses defensively is the fact that they're kind of a smaller team and have been able to been bullied down low in some of these games. Yeah, especially. I mean, without Felder and then Fudge missing a couple games, it really showed that it's important to have someone like Kugel or like Will Richard that's going to use that opportunity and not be afraid to guard one through four. So, I mean, that plays into the mindset, though. Um, I think both of those guys are, are players that are going to, have a chance to make an impact on the defensive end. They're going to be asked to do a lot. Um, so it's kind of just how they're going to respond. And the more these other people respond, the more it's going to take the pressure off of Castleton. The less he has to do on defense, probably the better. Um, if he's able to focus all his energy into being aggressive on offense, I think the team is very clearly just centered around Colin Castleton offensively and defensively. So if they can show other teams that there are more people to be afraid of on that roster, it's going to make it so much easier for him to do his job well. Right, and especially with these next few games coming up too. Again, Castleton is going to have to step up into this role where you know he really is going to have to be that guy who's commanding the paint. You know, going up against Kentucky, Oscar Shibway, one of the best big men, best players in the country. Um, that's going to be a really interesting matchup to see them go up against each other. And then against Alabama, they have a freshman, Brandon Smith, who's getting top 10 draft projections. Uh, he's a 6'9 forward, and you know he's no joke. He's averaging, I think, 20 points a game. His matchup against Castleton is also going to be really interesting when they go up against each other. You know, you know, it, does, it doesn't get any easier in the SEC, and that's no clearer than these next few games they have coming up. 
I mean, that's what makes it so hard to play around Castleton sometimes. Uh, his game, he is a very dominant, strong man, but like you, you have to surround him with people that can also do their job. So when you are going against teams with dominant big men, it makes it hard for him to do it all on offense and defense and hold up with these guys and not have much from his other teammates. So that's why they're going to rely so heavily on other people to show up. Colin Castleton can, could honestly probably drop 20-20, and I don't know if they would win some of those games. So they're going to need to continue to see a lot from the team around him. All right, before we get into the tournament hopes, tournament chances of this team, I have a quick question for both of you guys. So you guys both have been covering the Gators men's basketball team this season, going to the games in the O-Dome. What's the vibe been like covering games this season, new head coach, kind of new energy? What's, what's the energy like in the arena this year? Yeah, I'd say obviously as the season's gone on, maybe died down a little bit, but I would say the vibes in the O-Dome have been good so far for the golden era. You know, I don't know where the expectations really were at the beginning of the season. I don't know how many people saw this team as a tournament team, but, you know, I'd say it's been pretty fun getting to cover these games and it's been exciting to see how this team has grown, even though they're still 12 and nine. I think they've obviously improved immensely since the first game of the season, especially defensively. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, they're the Florida Gators. People are going to go see those games. And every game I've covered, there is a great turnout. Um, I mean, there's the student section is always full, and the alumni section has a lot of passionate fans. So energy in there throughout the game, people are cheering the whole time. Um, it's just a matter of the Gators using that in, to their advantage and using it to help fuel them to win. And honestly, I think it, I think it does honestly play into it a lot. Uh, Seeing how Castleton is feeding into the the crowd's energy. I mean, they love it. He loves it. Um, Everyone is, I think the energy is very strong in there. All right. So NCAA tournament, a little over a month away, I believe. I don't know the exact dates, but over a month away, Florida in that strong bubble discussion right now. You said 12 and nine, not really a signature win on the resume right now. What do you think it takes to get into the tournament? And do you think it's realistic that Florida's men's basketball team will be going to March Madness this year. I'd say this team, if they can pick up a win in their next three games against uh, either number four Tennessee at Kentucky or number two Alabama, if they can win one of those three and then down the stretch try and get to 19 and 12, I think they're a tournament team. I think they get on the right side of the bubble. Um, Even though they only have one ranked win so far, they're five and three in the SEC. Uh, the SEC is still a really good conference. Those are good wins. If they can steal one more signature win against a Kentucky, against an Alabama, against a Tennessee, then I think that's enough to push them over the edge if they handle business against teams that they should, like Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt, LSU. Yeah, do you remember what their record was last year? Because last year, like they, they got a signature win against Auburn, and it still wasn't enough. So they're going to need to be maybe even two of Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee. Um, they need to show that they can compete against top competition. And right now, I think I think it, they're at right in the top four or the last four out, right? So if they're that close, maybe just one of those wins would do it. But they they have to show that they can compete against a top com- opponent. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going to be a realistic possibility. Um, 
I mean, Tennessee and Alabama are really well-rounded teams, and Kentucky is getting hot at the wrong time for the Gators. So it's going to be really hard for them to honestly make a push. Yeah, I just checked their record last year. It was 19-12 and 12, uh, last year as well. They were in an NIT team. I think the biggest difference, too, is if they can get to 19-12 and 12, and if they can steal a win through this next three stretch against two top 25 opponents, uh, they really have to win their first game in the SEC tournament. Last year, they lost in overtime to Texas A&M. That really, you know, that spelled the end to the Gators tournament hopes. Uh, if they can get to 19 to 12, maybe even 18 and 13, and win one to two games in the SEC tournament, I think that would be enough to push them over the edge. But even then, like you said, if they get to 19 to 12, they lose their first game again. Uh, I think this team might have to be an NIT team. Yeah. Back to back years. I mean, it's definitely not what the Gators want to see, but. With Golden coming here for his first year, I mean, I think that he's done a, a solid job with the team. Uh, they've proved very strong on defense, and as of right now, they're winning in the SEC. So I don't think if they miss the tournament, it's going to be time to, to sell. But I think that it is showing that there's hope for the future. Um, if Golden is getting this team to a pretty solid place, um, you know, I don't think there's any reason to be concerned about the future, especially if he can get some big recruits for the future. All right. I think that's all we have. Thank you to Kyle. Thank you to Jackson for joining this little men's basketball roundtable. And thank you all for listening to the Alligator Sports Podcast.